This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 28, with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. going jared i'm doing great man how are you doing after extensive testing and having to move from one skype area to the next and it, it's i'm doing i'm doing well as well and actually i'm really excited for this episode we got some cool things planned yes it's a special edition jared and andy are 28 so for the 28th episode we're doing whatever we want to do i guess that's true i didn't i didn't you know, relate the two, but that sounds good. I'm all for it. I'm all oh, for yes. it. Oh, yes, we carefully plan each of these episodes. And you know what? I think we're going to try out some new bumpers. Uh, we had some clips sent in and some bumpers sent in by um, Aaron Chappelle and Jason Edwards. So um, they each got sent. I don't know if you know this. They each got sent out some books, um, but not the grand prize. We're still waiting for the grand prize, Ooh, and, uh-huh. which is Extreme X-Men. But they each got... Um, some Claremont X-Men. You know, I started looking through all my collection. I have a ton of Claremont that I did not know about. Because he's awesome. The old school stuff is awesome. Well, this isn't This isn't old school. This is the uh, last few years. And you didn't know you had it. Well, I knew I had it. I didn't know Claremont wrote it. Oh. And did you like this stuff? I think we're going to get to that later in the show. Oh. That makes my heart sad because I know what segment you're going to get to. It. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, look, this show can go one of two ways. Um, I'm I'm I'm. It could be either go really really fast, or it can go really really slow. So I'm not sure exactly how it's going to go. Not not fast, short or long. How about that? Okay. I mean, does that does that sound right? Yeah, I'm thinking probably more so short, <laughs> but we'll see. We've had other episodes where we've looked at the outline and we're like, dude, this is going to be like half hour show. It's been like two and a half hours. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I thought about that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. If it's short, you know what? Not bad, you know, because my brother keeps telling me, he's like, hey, I listen to every single one, not because I'm a fan of comics, but because I'm a fan of you guys. And the only thing is, I can't take a two-hour and 15-minute show. And I don't blame him. I mean, if you're not into comics, right? Yeah. And if you're not into us, or Tina. But, I mean, really, who's not into... Ask me. Who's not into Tina? That's ridiculous. Tell you what. And you know what? Mark is going to come around. He's going to eventually want his own comic book room, and he's going to want to name his kids Logan and Scott and Aurora. It's going to happen. You know, they're, I mean, they're due pretty soon. I don't want to, I don't want to give away any secrets here, but, you know, there, there is an opportunity for namings, so. That'd be awesome. Oh, it would be more than awesome. It'd be fantabulous. Okay. Well, right? Fantabulous? Who says that? This, this guy. Oh, okay. You know, I, well, let's get, let's get some, uh, not out of the way. I wouldn't say that. We wouldn't get our sponsor out of the way, but let's mention our sponsor, and also uh, some of our contact information. How about that? Sounds great. So, go for it. Well, we are sponsored by the fabulous DCBService.com. 
You can get all of your comic books. You can pre-order them. They've got a, a couple of, you know, a little bit of a inventory, but mostly they do pre-orders at a whopping 40% off. Uh, they just have the best deals that I've personally found, whether they're our sponsor or not. They have the best deals on the Internet, and you can reach them at dcbservice.com. I'm, I'm pretty impressed. That's pretty much sums it up. And actually, I've been uh, ordering a lot of trades from them. I And you'll be happy. I've been ordering, I, I think this round I'm going to order the 616 trades uh, for the, let's see, Bendis, Maleev, Daredevil, Omnibus. 40% off on those things. Now that's a good deal. Oh, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, because I think those they're... like $100. Exactly. Yep, so I'm going to get them for about 60 And so I'm going to spread them out over a few months because, well, the old pocketbook, you know. But, um, yeah, should be good. I'm really looking forward to it. I, You know, there's so many... I was going back, you know, because of our segments and everything, um, I was going back through my collection. I was like, man, I want to read this, and I want to read this. I totally forget what happened here. And some of it I probably forget because it wasn't good. But... <laughs> the stuff that was, I'm like, man, I'm reading so much current stuff that, uh, you know, I don't have time. And, but you will be proud of me, Mr. Jared Mayo, because I have effectively cut out five comics a month. Whoa. Well, how did you come? Tell me about this. How did you come to this? What? What? How did you decide which titles? Well, I got to tell you, it was, it's tough because... I was lying in bed, and I've been thinking about this for a long, long time, but I was like, you know, I'm falling behind, I don't have time for anything, I don't like to read, I only get to read comics from 5 to 7 a.m., and, uh, yeah, I know, so I have to wake up early to read comics, because I'm either playing with my kids, or I'm hanging out with my wife, and I don't like to read comics when my wife and I are together, just because, you know, we could be talking or doing other stuff, and... Um, even if we're watching TV, I don't like to do it because I kind of feel isolated or disconnected. I want to make sure she gets enough, um, you know, quality time. So yeah. I'm like, all right, I need to read the core title. So I'm going over in my mind. I'm like, all right, obviously Spider-Man. Got to read the Avengers, New Avengers, maybe Secret Avengers. Okay, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, X-Men Legacy, New Mutants. So I started going through, and I keep a list. I know this is like total nerd. But I have a list, a spreadsheet, of all the titles that come out every week, all the way dating back to, like, October 2009. Wow. And um, I color code them as to what I've read, what I have purchased, what I have borrowed from people. Uh, And so I have them all color coded, which, again, it's neurotic, I know. (laughs) <laughs> but I can go back and say, oh, I didn't read this issue, or because I read half of Thor First Thunder or whatever, and I didn't like it, so I stopped reading it. But now I know exactly which issue I stopped reading it at, so I can go back. Um, so anyway, I'm lying in bed, and I'm like, you know what? I really like Iron Fist, but I hate the new Power Man, so I think I'm not going to read that. And the She-Hulks, I don't like them, so I don't think I'm going to read that. And I started going through, and I can cut out like five a week. You know, that's that adds up. That's like 20, uh, um, a 20 a month. So that goes from 80 to 60. So what did you decide to cut out? You're killing me. You're killing me, Mayo. Why? I want to know. Okay, all right. Well, I'm, I'm opening my spreadsheet. Dropbox is amazing because it'll let you sync. Currently, 
I am not reading Incredible Hulks, Hulk, Thor, um, Deadpool Team Up, Power Man and Iron Fist, and I'm leaving out all McCann stuff, the Hawkeye, Blind Spot, and Widowmaker. But I, like I said, I'm uh, I can go back to it. I have not read Iron Man 2.0, and I have not read Namor. So I mean, you know, these are all titles that are per, uh, peripheral anyway, and you don't really need to read them. And but uh, I have a hard time putting them down. Like I'm still holding on to Secret Warriors and Heroes for Hire. So oh, and actually, I stopped reading Avengers Academy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know, he's a good writer. He just gets dealt a bad hand. I I, I feel bad for him. Well, and can you want to tell the body politic the real reason that you put down the McCann stuff? Yeah. The real reason why is because he snubbed us and he said he would do an interview and then he kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and then he said he he, he just never wrote back. Snubber! Oh, no, denied. Oh, oh, and actually I'm not reading Five Ronin either, which I actually like Milligan, but, again, it's not 616, so... I am still reading Onslaught Unleashed, though, because it's McKeever, and I, I have a soft spot for the guy, i got to say. It's Onslaught. Onslaught's awesome. Uh, you know, I wasn't around for their first one, so... Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. But it is good. I mean, when I look at this spreadsheet, I get excited about comics, and I'm like, wow, I want to read this, I want to read this. I know, it's, it's, such a, I, it's such a nerd thing. I got you. I know. No, dude. If that's what gets you excited about it, you know, go for it. Because I'm like, oh, dude, Abnet and landing on the Annihilators? Oh, sweet. And the Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer number one was cool, too. It was, uh, I was just surprised, I was surprised how cool it was. And I like Pac, I like him, his writing, but again, um, he writes well, but his story, his subject matter is just ridiculous. Ever since um, uh, World War Hulk, it's been nonsense. Yeah, so that's why I'm not reading Incredible Hulks either. So, and I think the only Jeff Parker one I'm still reading is uh, Thunderbolts, but I'm like four months behind on that. I'm really behind too, and I love Thunderbolts. But I'm with you, just back there. I got to just sit down, lay out the issues, and just you know take an hour and a half and just read them. Yeah, yeah. I think I missed one. I missed 151, and um, that put me behind because I finally tracked it down, and so I have all the rest of them, and I wasn't going to read ahead. So, so are you reading uh, the Hercules and Wolverine? You know what? That's on my list to read, just to give it a try, but I doubt I'll go past issue one. I thought it was a one-shot, but it's a four-issue miniseries. Um, yeah. What probably will happen, I'll skim through it and then I pro- at, the, at, the, at the comic book store, and then... Um, <laughs> How, depending on how the art is on that one, I'll either pick it up or, or leave it. Okay. I don't even know who's writing that. Who's writing that? I have no clue, but when I saw it, I instantly thought of you. Because oh. I know that you... He just doesn't have enough exposure. Neither <laughs> of the characters, really. <laughs> oh, Hercules. Why? Why? Well, anyway.
anyway, this is Marvel 616 Politics. You can visit our website at www.marvel616politics.com. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 616politics or at 616politics because Marvel 616 Politics was just too long. You're right. That's okay, though. And uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, where most of our fans do hit us up, both literally and figuratively, at www.facebook.com slash marvel616politics. We're up to almost 715 viewers. Hopefully be up to 800 by the end of the month. And um, we've got a different poll every about week and a half. Uh, Andy keeps up with uh, putting up new discussion questions. A lot of the body politic put up pictures and also engage in lots of discussion. Uh, we try and keep it 616, but every once in a while we sneak in some other stuff. So definitely come check us out if you haven't yet. Again, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. And then we also have a phone line set up where you can call in, you can leave comments, you can ask questions, uh, just whatever you feel like you'd like to get off your chest. And uh, that's at 616 616- 755 Tina. T I N A. Tina, what in the world is that? What is that for? Well, that's because Andy has an obsession with 70 or 1 year old rock goddess Tina Turner. And so uh, we've tried to incorporate her into the show as well. <laughs> I think, you know, you know what? We're very similar individuals, but I think you're, you're mixing us up. I think that you have the uh, love affair obsession with, with uh, the queen of rock. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do get that mixed up a lot. <laughs> but, you know, today I actually got a phone call, and the area code was 616. And I was like, maybe somehow I'm getting the calls, because I got one yesterday, too, from a 616 number, and it was some, like, four-year-old asking for Caleb. <laughs> so I had to bust his bubble. Well, it's obviously a listener. <laughs> Hi, is Caleb there? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, uh, I apologize ahead of time for the acoustics. We're in a different uh, location, a different recording studio at this time, aka my bedroom, because we, uh, we got kicked out of the office for the night. He's installing uh, my boss or my previous boss. He's not my boss anymore. He's installing what they call like a firebox, and this thing is like the router of all routers, and he can, you know, filter out everything, so I hope we can still record there, I don't know, we'll have to see, and I was like, what, you're shutting down the server, that's ridiculous, I have to do a podcast, (laughs) and he was like, uh, yeah, sorry about that, and, uh, I guess work comes over podcasting, I don't know, whatever. Well, hey, I'm also in a different venue, I'm upstairs, because the wife is watching American Idol. Oh, are you missing that for this? I'm not a big fan. Once once they know how to sing, it's not as interesting. Oh, I understand. No one can sing, and they're awful, and the judges make fun of them. That, like, I like to watch the, the tryouts. Well, why, why isn't Tina a judge on there? That's a good question. She'd be pretty good. I, that might be below her. It could be, and, it you know, she, she demands a pretty high... Uh, <laughs> amount to be paid to do stuff too. <laughs> well, I would too if I were her. Yeah. I mean, she she is amazing, right? 
I agree. Hey, did you check out our iTunes comments? We have one fantastic iTunes comment from our good friend Aaron. Did you read this? No, I did not check that out. Dude, you got to check it. Anybody else, go to go to iTunes. Just take a second to comment. We would prefer something that, you know, paints us in a, in a, in a fantastic light. But, um, you know, if you have to be brutally honest, then do what you have to. But my parents always told me it's better to say nothing at all if you can't say anything good. Or something like that. I don't know. We weren't listening. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right, what do we got going on tonight? We were what, talking the whole <laughs> what, what is this fantastic mystery event we have tonight? Oh, wait, I thought you were going to tell us what the comment was. No, 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 no. I want everybody to go read it themselves. How do we find it? Oh, go to the iTunes store. You can, okay, first of all, everybody should be listening to us on iTunes. Or you can go to our website and download it from there. Um, Or actually, you can go to podcast.comicbooked.com and download our episodes from there, too. So, we're all over. Um, But... If you go to iTunes and you look up M6P or Marvel 616 Politics, three different words, um, our show will come up, and actually there are comments below our show. And we have like a five-star rating, and Mr. Aaron has left us a wonderful message. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, and he actually got my collection of Excalibur this week. What? Yeah. What do you mean your collection of Excalibur? Well, I think uh, he got Excalibur and New Excalibur, Volume 1, from me. So he got four trades, I think, because he sent in clips. Wait, what? Hold on. What What volumes did he get? <laughs> he got... I think he got... Uh, Excal- it's after House of M. It's when they're in Genosha. Yeah, that's New, New Excalibur. That, that, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he oh, got... Not like, not, not Excalibur like Nightcrawler, Shadowcat, Phoenix. Right. Not them. Right. Okay, alright, I'm okay then. Uh- <laughs> I was like, you sent him classic Excalibur? I'm looking for some of those. <laughs> Aaron was about to have to return some stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, we're doing a bunch of top fives tonight. We're going to do a whole episode of top fives. You know, not a whole lot's going on right now. We got Venom number one coming up that was released yesterday. We have Age of X, but we kind of want to wait to talk about that until it's a little bit more in there. And so we just thought, you know what, let's do a whole show of, like, off-the-wall top fives. I agree. That sounds great. I agree, too. So, this is what we're going to do. You're a good producer. What'd you say? You're a good producer. Oh, gosh. All right, now, first of all, what we're going to do is this year the X-Men is coming up. And um, the first little phase of this is called Schism. Have you read about this? I have. Okay. They're not telling us a whole lot, but what they have told us, I'm reading it. Okay. Can you enlighten everybody about it? Well, I mean, basically, it sounds like there's just going to be a division within the X-Men, and it sounds like they're, gonna, they're coming out with, you know, this X-Men prelude um, for kind of 
this mini-series of four one-shots that take a look at the different possible leaderships in the X-Men, Cyclops, Wolverine, Magneto, and Professor Xavier. And uh, so that's kind of the, the gist of the schism. Okay, now do we know who's definitely going to take over the teams or no? No. Okay. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's rumored to be Psyche and Wolverine, but nothing set in stone. Okay, all right, and then who? What ideologies are they going to find? Is is Because Cyclops, Cyclops has kind of been going toward more toward Magneto's ideology than Xavier's, right? Yeah. Okay, so can you see Logan coming up and being the offsetting weight to that, and and being Xavier's ideology, or maybe his own? Yeah, I mean, he is running X Force now. Exactly, and that that definitely doesn't go with uh, what Charles has taught since, you know, 1963. Right, that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of weird to me that they would split off the teams with the way Cyclops is going, and then Logan would suddenly switch ideologies. But then, if he was a leader, why wouldn't he just lead X-Force instead of, like, leading X-Force and an X-Men team? That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I'm just assuming there must be some kind of split where other X-Men don't want to follow Scott. Yeah, well, Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. But let's, for the sake of this, I don't know how you picked your five, but I would say let's do um, more of a peaceful, more of an Xavier-type mentality uh, for one team, and then more of a... Um, you know, a violent, if necessary, type mentality for the other team, like Magneto's. Is that how you... Is that how I you, thought we were picking a team for Cyclops and a team for Logan. Yeah. Okay, we'll just see how it hashes out. <laughs> uh, Mr. Producer! <laughs> okay, alright, alright, alright. Because I just assumed that for some reason Cyclops was taking Magneto's ideology and Logan was taking Xavier's ideology even though it was counterintuitive to their personalities. Yeah, I'm thinking Cyclops more more so aligns with Magneto and Logan I think more so aligns with Professor Xavier but hardcore. Okay, well that's that's kind of how I picked mine. Because I mean, Charlie was never for, you know, going out and killing people, but Wolverine has always, you know, he's, you know, blown cigarette smoke in his face. He still followed him. So, I mean, there's something at Wolverine's core that knows that Professor X is right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, okay, we're on the same page. All right, go for it. Let's do Cyclops' team first. So this would be the more, uh, the more violent, proactive team. Would you say that? Um, maybe that, but also following along... Cyclops, I, you know, who Cyclops is as a character as well. Okay. You know, regardless of maybe his ideology, just um, has that connection to Cyclops and would follow him before they would follow someone that they see as a loose cannon like Wolverine. Well, then I might have to change some of mine, but we'll see. No, that's okay. That's It's just interpretation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and there are, you know, like 7,342 people on the X-Men right now. So it was kind of hard to just pick, you know, five and five. I thought we were up to 198 again. Well, it just seems like there are a ton of people. Like, anybody that has a power, they're like, sure, you can be on X-Men. Oh, sure. yeah. 
Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, even uh, Reyes, who isn't... Right? Is that Reyes? Oh, Rao. Dr. Rao. Yeah. She's a human. Ugh, that, that lady. All right, go for it. What's your number... I didn't do a particular order. Go for it. Yeah, for Cyclops, the five I picked were Hope, um, Emma Frost, Magneto. I think those three are kind of like no-brainers to follow Cyclops. And then my other two I picked were Iceman and Gambit. Ooh, okay. All right, good. All right, I picked Hope, Emma Frost, Phantom X, Archangel, and Vulcan. Vulcan? Yes. Now that's out of left field. Yeah, well, I figure if he comes back and he has to, he's going to be more violent. I mean, I had Bishop, but I crossed him out. So Vulcan is going to be way more violent. Uh, or have that tendency that I tried to pick some people with the survival tendency. Hope, obviously, she went through a lot of problems. Emma, she's in it just for herself, and if anybody else, Cyclops, you know, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Phantom X, he's been such a loner and such a survivalist in and of himself. Archangel can barely control himself, and then Vulcan, you know, he's just a megalomaniac kind of out for, if anybody comes up against him, he's going to he, he's gonna have no qualms about taking him out. Even though he killed his own father, you think he's going to be a team player and, and listen to Cyclops? No, I think he would align with that ideology more. I don't necessarily think that he would be a team player. Okay. But I think that he would use the rest of the team for his own ends and stick with them until he wanted to leave. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree, but I, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you actually put Magneto on a team because I left him out. Yeah, I did. I mean, because he's, since he's come back, he seemed to pseudo-follow what the others are saying. You know, he's, he's tried to make an effort a couple times to listen to Cyclops. And if, if Magneto's... If Cyclops is a means to an end for Magneto, I think he would join up. And I would almost say the same thing about Namor, too. Well, Namor is the only person that I couldn't place. I, I picked I picked kind of like the main X-Men for Cyclops and Wolverine. But Namor, I was like, I don't know who he would go with. You know, because he doesn't, he doesn't get along with Cyclops. And he doesn't get along with Wolverine. He right. just kind of does his own thing. So would he really be able to... To join either of those. I think you would join Magneto before you would join either of those two. Oh, but he seems to hate Magneto. Yeah, but I think he respects him, and I think he respects the power, whereas he sees Cyclops as a, like a child wielding a weapon, and then Logan just as a maniac. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Logan, who you got? I've got Xavier. I've got Shadowcat. I've got Storm, Rogue, and Colossus. Those are good. Who do you have, my friend? Uh, wait, say those one more time. You got Xavier, Shadowcat, Storm, <laughs> Rogue, and Colossus. I got Jean Grey, because I think if she came back, she would oppose what Cyclops is doing. Storm. Beast, I think he would be more apt to join back aboard if somebody took the lead with the right philosophy and ideology. I think he would jump onto that just to oppose Scott. 
I put Gambit and Iceman. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. So that's kind of interesting. I put Gambit because he always, even though he's doing, like, he does bad stuff, he's always looking, it seems like, for the good. And so he's kind of always searching, and he never goes over to evil unless, you know, Apocalypse is involved or something like that. He never he never totally does things out of an evil motive, it seems like, from what I've read. Um, so I think that he would be willing to fight, but I think that he would respect how Xavier has brought him into it and, 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 and kind of respect where Logan is coming from. Iceman, I really don't see him going with the other group. I think that he would look at the teammates rather than the leaders, and I think he would look around and be like, okay, well, who do I fit in with more here and, and, and rather than what's it about? See, I put Iceman and Gambit with Cyclops because I just looked at the, the who was leader, you know, and Iceman has never really gotten along with Wolverine, Gambit, so I thought that Gambit would be with Cyclops just based on leadership and the same with Iceman. You know, Psycho's his buddy since the beginning. Yeah, I can see that, but I think that Iceman, I think he's tired of going with the crowd, even though he would go with the crowd. So, in what it appears to be, he would sort of say, oh, no, I'm not going to go along with you just because you say you're the leader and, and I, there's something about what you're doing I don't like. But then he would still look around and be swayed by peer pressure, I think. That could very well be, and... And, you know, I didn't take the characters of X-Force and put them on the team. Um, you know, like Archangel and Phantom X, uh, which, you know, I guess they are part of the X-Men, too. Yeah, I was hesitant to do that, but they I, I put them uh, on opposite teams of Logan because I thought it was a given that they would follow Logan. But then when I really started thinking about it and the ideology, why are they on the X-Force? It's because... They believe in doing things drastically if they need to, and I think that's where Scott is leaning. And with everything I've read, if Logan does take on Xavier's role, he's going to have a hard time staying in the X-Force. So I don't think that they would necessarily jump out of that. Where would you put characters like Shadowcat, Rogue, and Colossus? Rogue I might put with Cyclops. Colossus I would put with Logan. And Shadowcat... I would put with Logan also. That's cool. We got pretty different. Uh, I mean, we've got a couple of the same, but mostly we did not agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this should be interesting. Yeah, it should be. And, and two, you know, even is the second leader going to be Wolverine if there is? Yeah, see, they seem like they were they would be diametrically opposed to each other. And, and the whole thing with Jean Grey being caught in the middle of their you know, kind of interested in Logan, but in love with Scott and that whole history there, it seems like an obvious choice. You don't want to pit Cyclops against, you know, Xavier or even, I mean, I guess you can see Cyclops against Magneto, but I don't see Logan as leading a team unless it's, okay, well, we got to do what we got to do. And that's what this team's about. And that doesn't line up with what Xavier's all about. I, I agree. I, and, you know, I just don't see... Even though Wolverine is leading X-Force, look at who he's leading. He's leading a bunch of, you know, maniacs. Wolverine has never been, like, the leadership type. You know, when you think leader, you think people like, you know, Mr. Fantastic, Captain America, Cyclops, Storm, and, and, you know, Nightcrawler, you know, whoever. People like that lead. You don't think Wolverine. 
You know, right. this isn't the cartoon Wolverine and the X-Men. Right. This is like 616. So, you know, will it? Will he be the leader? Will it be a sales thing? You know, what? will there be some motivation? Or maybe you and I are totally off, and it's going to be Cyclops and Professor X. You know, I almost hope it is. So that should be good. And, you know, with the Fear Itself thing and the, the poster where Cyclops is dressed as Magneto, maybe we will see that. It could very well be. I would like right. to see. I would like to see Xavier come back in the limelight. What is he doing sitting around? You know. I'm with you. I would much rather it be Professor X. We've seen him more in the Avengers than we have in the X Men. Because too, I mean, you have to look at you know, are people going to really, even though they might, you know, their ideals might follow Wolverine, are they going to follow his leadership? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, See, I put Storm on that team, but Storm is, uh, she obviously sat down and said, no, bad call, you know? And and, uh, so I think that kind of shook her confidence. But you have to... You have to wonder how much the writers are actually going to rely on on the recent past instead of, oh, this will make a great story. Exactly. So even though we could have the right lineups, you know, is that what the writers have in mind? <laughs> right, right. Obviously, we're getting to the to the point that we're better than the writers. Absolutely. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, item number two. This was asked by Reginald on the uh, Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Who would be on your Olympic team and for what events? So I limited mine to five. Did you do that? I'm counting mine. Okay. That that many, huh? Nine. (laughs) Nine? Good. Okay, all right. Well, um, have the same. Let's, what, what events do you have? Okay, I purposely tried to pick stuff that you would not pick. Oh, okay. So I tried to pick events that I didn't think. So, you know, that way we get more of a, of a huge team. We can combine our teams. So you pick, like, shuffleboard and... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, first event, the high dive. Do you have the high dive? Oh, I have swimming. Okay, all right. Well, I put wasp for the high dive. Oh, really? Because I think you're supposed to do all those tricks and everything. So I think that she would be able to flip. And then, not only that, she would be able to change her mass so that she would make the least amount of splash. <laughs> that that took a lot of thinking. That was cool, man. That's a good one. I sat down and I did this while Jackie and I were watching TV last night for like two hours. I, I went through all these. So it's, okay, so let's back up to before we got to the top fives. So you can't read comics with Jackie, but you can think for hours on who would be on your mutant Olympic team. First of all, not mutants. Secondly, I asked her for her input. Okay. I did the same with Jennifer. <laughs> Guess what she said? What? Um, Mystique would be good at cheating, and Jean Grey could be on Jeopardy. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, those are not Olympic events. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic cheating. Olympic Jeopardy. <laughs> Yeah, Jackie. Jackie told me that she didn't really know the characters, so it wouldn't anything she came up with wouldn't be good. So, Aww. yeah, I know we got we got to change that. So, all right, uh, who would you have for swimming? Namor. I figured. I figured. <laughs> I mean, he's good. What can you say? Yes. All right, discus. Mm, I did shot put. Okay, close enough. Who'd you do for discus? Okay, let me guess your shot put, then you guess my discus. Okay. Okay, Colossus? 
No. Oh, dang it. I was thinking fastball special. Oh. Did you pick Juggernaut? No, I picked Captain America, because he could throw his shield very far. Oh, that's good. I picked the Hulk. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's very, very strong. <laughs> yeah, he could throw it around the world. <laughs> All right, next event, uh, uneven parallel bars. Oh, I had gymnastics. Okay, all right, good. Um, did you pick... Well, you guess mine first. Because we might have the same person on this one. Nightcrawler. Ooh, good choice. I picked Beast. Oh, that was good. Yeah. All right, right on. All right, um, now what's the one where they ski and then they shoot? Is that the decathlon? They they ski and then they shoot? What do they shoot? Like with a gun? Yeah, like a, a rifle, right? Wait, you go skiing and you shoot stuff? Yeah, isn't that that's, a sport? Is that the skeet shooting? No, that's not skeet shooting. I think it's the decathlon, right? I had no... What is this this sport? I have to see this. Wait, let me let me look it up now. now hold on, hold on. Hold you go sledding and then you shoot stuff. Yeah. That sounds like an extreme sport. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm dead wrong. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I looked it up. Um, oh, dang it, what is that? Okay, uh, okay. Hold on, I'll find it, I'll find it. Event, ski, shoot. It's like cross-country skiing, and then you shoot targets. For real? <laughs> I, I feel stupid. <laughs> oh, here we go, okay. Biathlon is a term used to describe any sporting event made up of two disciplines. However, biathlon usually refers specifically to the winter sport that combines cross-country skiing and rifle shooting. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. That's my new favorite Olympic sport. <laughs> All right. So, did you, you had nothing comparable? Uh, bobsledding. <laughs> Bob's, okay. All right. Who do you have for bobsledding? I'm going to go ahead and say Iceman. Yeah. Okay, and biathlon, who do you think? Um, Hawkeye? Yes, Hawkeye, well done. Wait, that's awesome. Alright, my last one was tumbling. I think that's what it's called, where they have that giant mat, and uh, it's like gymnastics, but they, they tumble, they just go and use the entire mat to do flips and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have hurdles. <laughs> Fair enough, they're both jumping and stuff. Uh, hurdles. Hey, if you did Kitty Pride, she could just run through them. Mm, yeah, Jennifer suggested someone that could fly, but, like, well. So I went with Captain America, because he's probably the best athletic person ever. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I did so, Black Widow for tumbling. Oh, I was going to say Beast. I just I already used Beast. I know, but you're tricky like that. Oh, you're about to say you led me astray. Oh, you said it. <laughs> I think you win the prize. <laughs> oh, I put that in there for you. <laughs> this okay? Are we are we good on that one? Well, I also had Batrock the Leaper for a high jump. Oh yeah. And I had Bullseye for hockey, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, I tried to use all heroes. Oh. So. Well, Bullseye used to be Dark Hawkeye. Dark Hawkeye. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give and you that. That truck the Leaper is French, so he thinks he's good. 
He's French, so he thinks he's a good villain. Oh, we, we. Uh, you know, we better not have any French listeners. I mean, that's not, no, that came out wrong. I hope we, I hope we don't offend any French listeners that we have. Well, I'm like a third French, so if they're offended, I'm offended too, so deal with it. How about that? I should deal with it? Okay, all right, I apologize. No, 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 no. I mean, like, if somebody's upset, it's okay, because I'm French, and I'm not upset, so don't be upset. Yeah, but you just said, if they're offended, then you're offended. Well, it came out wrong. Okay, Don't so... Don't lead me astray. <laughs> you... <laughs> <laughs> Jerk! Okay. It's the official's adventures of... Cyclops, Wolverine, and the Nightcrawler went to a bar, and yo, they had dollars. What do we have? Oh, this next one. Who would you cast for the X-Men First Class movie? This was rough, man. Mm, I'm thinking I might have uh, misinterpreted the question. <laughs> <laughs> I spent like an hour on this and you misinterpreted the question. What did you think? Um, I was going for who, like what mutants I would put in X-Men First Class. Oh my goodness. I wasted how much time. <laughs> well, I'll come up with people on the fly. It's so hard. How are you going to do that? Oh, I'm that good. Okay. All right, we'll try it. So are you going with people that, you know, the, the characters we already know that are in the movie? Yeah, I was trying to. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so who do we know? Mystique. She's in it? Oh, dude, I didn't cast her. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I hate this. All right, you had to go downstairs? Yeah, I'm downstairs now. We are, we are recording. We are live. Okay. We are live and in charge. All right. So here we are. We're getting back to this casting thing. All right. Why don't you just name a character that's in it, and I'll tell you whether I casted them or not, and then you come up with somebody as well. Mystique. Okay. Obviously, I didn't cast her because we just talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. All right. All right, all right, I can do this. I can do this on the fly. Mystique. Who would be a good Mystique? Dude, I am. I suck at this. You you come up with somebody on the fly. Rebecca Romaine. Who is that? She played Mystique in X-Men 1, 2, and 3. Wait, why are you? No, that's not allowed. <laughs> you can't do that. Yes, I can because Mystique is really like 100 years old, so it doesn't make sense for a little kid to play her. Okay, that, yeah. that's cheating. Next one. Boo, yeah. Did you hear that, Andy? Boo, yeah. Okay, all right. Less less cheating. Yeah, Mystique is good at cheating, right? Jennifer said that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. How about Angel? Angel. Okay, I put Neil Patrick Harris. Andy. Who, who played Doogie yeah. Hauser. It's not Warren Worthington that's in this one. It's Angel Salvador. What? Yeah, from Grant Morrison's run. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is not 616, so that's obviously the problem here. That's why this movie's going to suck. <laughs> okay, look. Oh, okay. All right. D- did you watch Lost? That girl who played Anna Lucia on Lost, even though I cannot stand her, and I think she's terrible in almost everything she's in. 
That's what that character reminds me of. Oh, okay. You, do you know who I'm talking about? I never watched Lost. Okay, she was in Resident Evil, the first one. She was in... I think she might be in this Battle of Los Angeles that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not as fun if you don't know it. Yeah, sorry. Okay, all right. Who did you cast as Angel? I would have picked Will Smith's daughter. That sings, I whip my hair back and forth. You know, I just found out that that was a real song. I thought the kids at youth <laughs> were pl- pulling my leg. <laughs> it's awful, but that's who I would pick. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That's, all right. Prob- that's probably good. How old is she? Uh, 12. Okay. Anna Lucia is not, she's like 30-something, I guess. All right, next. Next character. Darwin. Darwin. Darwin is in this? Andy. What have you been doing for this research? Uh, I just... <laughs> I went off of the people in the first class. Uh, oh, no. The movie is does not follow the comic book first class. Oh, I, I will not be watching this film. No, how about we do this instead? Let's... Well, I mean, if you want to give your cast, I don't want you to all your time to be in vain, but... Maybe we should discuss the people that are going to be in X-Men the first class. No, this is what we'll do. We'll pick <laughs> people if we casted an X-Men first class. Okay. This is who we would pick. All right. I know Emma. <laughs> Emma's in it, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Who would you pick for her? For Emma, I would pick Anna Nicole Smith. She's dead, right? Does it have to be like... Oh, it can't be like anybody anytime ever. <laughs> she's dead. No, she's got to be. A... If you were a casting person, who would you choose? Um, For Emma Frost, probably Hugh Hefner's fiance. Wow. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm astounded that you even know who that is. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Hugh Hefner is? I don't know who his fiance is. He's like well, gonna die soon, right? Well, but I mean, he's. I just saw her in Entertainment Tonight. She's blonde and she looks kind of um, revealing. Okay, I would choose Monica Bellucci. Mm, don't know who that is. Okay, she played in the second Matrix, and she was like stuck up, and I think she would make a great Emma Frost if she dyed her hair yellow, or bleached her hair, or whatever. <laughs> Yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Blonde. (laughs) Look at that lady. She has yellow hair. (laughs) Okay, next. (laughs) All right, next, uh, Azazel. Azazel? Yep. I'm going to go with the guy who played – no, Kevin Grievix. Uh, who is he in your youth group? Who is that? He he uh was the writer and he played in um Underworld. He was the one of the 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 werewolves that got the throwing star stuck in him. And also he's written books for Marvel. He's um written he wrote Spider Man vs Vampires. If you could pick famous people, that would be awesome. <laughs> You're that's rude. No, I'm just saying, like, the people you're telling me, I have no idea who these people are, and I'm a very cultured person. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, then you're going to love my song choices later on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Who would you pick? I picked Al Pacino. 
good you know choice. Al Pacino is. Yes, I know who Al Pacino is. Now, did you pick him because of um that that one where we, he actually was the devil? Yeah, I think that he just was freaky and put a little bit of red makeup and a red tail on him, and you got a Zazel. I never actually saw that film. I just saw it like uh, five seconds of it in a hotel, and I was like, yeah, and I turned it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, next character. Are we doing if we cast it or who's really in the movie? <laughs> do a real person. Either one. Do All do right. who's really in it, and then I'll just say pass. How about Havoc? I can't believe he's in it. Pass. <laughs> oh, and guess what, dude? He plays Cyclops' dad. No, don't don't tell me that. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Havoc is Cyclops' dad? Yep. Who made this crap? <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right, next character. Wait, How who did you who who would you choose? For Havoc? Um probably that um that guy that plays in Twilight. Who is that guy? I have no idea. The vampire. Whoever plays Edward Cullen. Okay, so the main character in Twilight? Yeah, the real pale guy. I thought he had to be... You mean, isn't Havoc blonde? Yeah, but I mean, he could dye his hair yellow. Okay, jerk. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who would you pick for Beast? Okay, Beast. I would play the guy that they... Or I would choose the guy that they choose chose for Bane. Uh, who was that? Ruffalo? No. Who did they just pick for Bane? Are they famous? He was just in... um. Oh, dude. I forgot to look up this guy's name. I apologize. That's Tom okay. Hardy. If you sing it, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yes. I think I'd pick Oprah. What? <laughs> Oprah? I think Oprah would be a great beast. How? I uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to pick somebody random. Okay, yeah, that definitely is random. All right, next. Um, Sebastian Shaw. Okay, I got this one. I got this one. Okay. Sebastian. Why don't you just tell me what people you wrote down as like what characters did you write down? No, no, no. I want to be astounded and disgusted. <laughs> okay. Okay, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, he'd be really good. I think so. That's who I picked, too. No, it's not. Who did you pick? Dude, I'm making up all these guys on the fly. That's who I picked. Okay. All right. Actually, <laughs> I think they did a good job with uh, who they did pick. Kevin Bacon? Yeah, I think that he would be a good Shaw. Yeah, I think he'll be good. I think he would be a better Mr. Sinister. Okay, I chose him, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, Mr. Sinister, what, is he going to be in the movie or no? Nope. <laughs> okay, okay, well then. <laughs> um, uh, I chose, um, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, he would be good. I thought so too. Okay, how about Moira McTaggart? Pass. Any, like me, huh? any girl, any girl, it doesn't matter. And we just color her hair brown. Yeah. Are you trying to make fun of me? Yeah, brown. <laughs> hey, you're in Louisiana. You can't do it. You can't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> How about um, Professor X? 
Okay, Charles, Kevin Spacey. He's a little older, but I think he could do a good job. Hmm, that'd be interesting. I think he could do a really good job. I picked Ricky Martin. Who's Ricky Martin? The singer? Yeah. That's... Put a bald cap on him and him and Oprah can go to town. You are you are obviously not taking this seriously <laughs> at all. All right, how about Magneto? <laughs> I put Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah, I don't think he could get the accent down, but I think his acting, he could be a little bit sinister if he wanted to. Mm. You you obviously disagree. No, I was just I was looking through the cast of characters and kind of thinking like Brad Pitt kind of like the go-to actor. Like if I can't come up with somebody, I always say and I was thinking about him, and I was trying to go through and figure out who he could play, and I couldn't come up with anybody, but maybe he could do Magneto. I think he could. I think he could do an okay job, decent job. Yeah. How about... Uh, that's, that's everybody. I picked... Iceman's not in it? Nope. Cyclops is not in it? Nope. Cyclops is not in X-Men First Class? I'll tell you who's in it, okay? The, the, the X-Men are Mystique, Emma Frost, Professor X, Beast, Angel Salvatore, and Havoc and Dar- Darwin. Okay, I can't talk about this anymore. Exactly. That's why people are just like, are you kidding me? This, that's terrible. I had no idea. I don't know why I didn't know. I picked people who were in the actual first class before Logan and Storm jumped aboard. And then the villains are Magneto, Sebastian Shaw, Azazel, and Man in Black. Okay, next category. All right. Okay, top five lamest villains in the current 616. Mm, This is good. Okay. Did you put these in order? No, because they're all pretty lame. Okay, go for it. I picked... One of them is Mandrill. Mandrill? Mandrill. The monkey guy that secretes the pheromones. You know what? I have him on my list. Did you really? Yes. He's number <laughs> two. Dude, as soon as you sent me top five lamest villains, he was the first one to pop to my head. Dude, he, yeah, he's he's definitely on my list. All right. That's, that's amazing. That's cool. Um. All right. So you got your Mandrill. I got my Mandrill. Um. I picked Swarm. I like Swarm. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I chose the Wrecking Crew. Really? Yes. Why? Because they're idiots. Oh, it's they're... like, oh, we need some random villain team that really doesn't matter at all to, you know, to beat these people up and then get their butts handed to them. I know, the Wrecking Crew. You're right. Them and Rhino. I like Rhino. I like Rhino too, but Rhino and the Wrecking Crew seem to be like the go-to villains to get beat up real quick. Yeah, I I, I can't stand the Wrecking Crew. They're just they're ridiculous, and every time they show up, they're like, "We beat up Thor." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that that's all they can say. So that's dumb. All right, all right. Number three, I put the Mad Thinker. Oh, he's lame. 
Yeah, and actually, anybody who was in the intelligentsia in the um, <laughs> in the <laughs> in that crossover, you picked like a whole group. <laughs> yeah, they're a whole group of idiots. <laughs> I always liked the leader. No, me neither, and he was the best one, dude. Well, never mind. I'll wait. Okay. Okay. What's uh, your number three? I picked Mole Man. Yeah, yeah. He just—it's his name. Even just says it, you know. Mole yeah. man. Ah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Number right. four, Andy. Who'd you pick? Modoc. Oh, he was he was gonna be my number six. Yeah, like he's a cool idea, but he's just so impaired and non-functional. <laughs> yeah. Like you just can't take him seriously. You can't do anything. Oh, dude, did you see Jason Edwards put that picture up? The the the, <laughs> the romance. That <laughs> was great. I, I when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to delete something here. And then I opened it up, and I was like, this is hideous. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I like how, how Marvel makes fun of him too. You know, they're just like, we recognize Modok as a loser, so we put him in videos and we make fun of him on Superhero Squad, and it's it's awesome. Yeah. Hey, he yeah, it's very difficult to take him seriously at all. He was okay in the um the Ms. Marvel series with AIM and everything, and then I thought they had killed him and done away with him. And then then Jeff Parker and Jeff Loeb brought him back for the, <laughs> Oh, why Loeb? Why? <laughs> all right, my number four is I'm sorry, Andy, I think he's one of your favorites too. But the spot. Oh, I I love the spot. I was just kind of – I typed in lamest Marvel villains in a search engine and was just kind of looking around. And he came up, and I was just like, he really is just kind of lame. <laughs> he He's like a Looney Tune character. He pulls out these portals and jumps in them, and that's just lame. I – he's tough to write, but he's – I think he's cool. He's almost unstoppable, which really takes away from him. But I don't know. I think he's cool because he doesn't talk that much. And yeah. Oh, mine. Right, fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> mine number it's... five. Yeah. Dracula. Good one. I I was wondering what your reaction was gonna be. Good one. Yeah, it's kind of you can body politic. If you can't tell by now, go back and listen to some of our episodes. Andy and Jared are totally against this vampire invasion. We don't like it. All these vampires in San Francisco, oh, suddenly all went away. I mean, it, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at least they're dealing with it in uh, Wolverine and Jubilee. Well, it looks like Dracula is going to be in fear itself. Who cares? Not the rest <laughs> of the vampires. Like, oh, we just turned a million people, but they're gone because the X-Men won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's dumb. But see, the thing is, did you read Wolverine and Jubilee number two yet? Nope. I've Are got them. Are you going to read them? I'm planning on it. Okay, well, they don't even... He takes her out of San Francisco. They moved... I think they're in Madripoor or something. Oh. Huh. Sad. So it doesn't even deal with with vampires there. That's dumb. <laughs> well, my number five is Batrock the Leaper. Yeah. Yeah, Brubaker tried to make him cool, but no. Yeah, he wears orange and pink, and he jumps, and he's got a mustache. That means lame on my list you know i'm glad that you didn't put purple man 
Somebody else put Purple Man on Lamest Villains, but I like Purple Man. I do too. I think that he's like, he's really sinister. He's one of those guys that you actually need to be afraid of. Yeah, and they, and they took a character that was created a while ago that was kind of lame when he was introduced and didn't really do anything, and Bendis like built this huge storyline and introduced this new character in Jessica Jones and made the Purple Man like integral to her formation and like made him cool yeah yeah and when i read that did you read that no (laughs) i can't do the art who did the art on that wasn't it malieve it's sitting on my shelf over here i can't see i don't know it probably probably was but the when I read that, I was just like cringing inside. I was like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Oh. And yeah, it made him like, it really, it, it, it made you think, what would I do in this situation? What would anybody do in this situation? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that was probably the, the best written he could be. But it makes you s- see how he's such a dangerous guy. So I don't think he's lame at all. I don't either. Okay. Next one, you want to go for it? Top five most important minority heroes. Okay, this was kind of tough. This was kind of tough because, I mean, what's the definition of important, you know? Well, I mean, you know Storm is my first one. Okay. I put actually Storm as number two. Oh, I didn't rank them. I guess I should have ranked them. Nah, that doesn't Well, I would still put Storm because she was the first African-American female to kind of – I mean, we had like um, Misty Knight was around back in the 70s, but – Storm was the first one to hit the scene. She was uber powerful. She led, like, she was basically, her and Wolverine were the stars of the X-Men title. Storm has been a member of the X-Men almost longer than anybody else. Um, she And she's, like, basically, you know, it's arguable, but Marvel's most recognizable female character. And she's African-American. Now, so wait, is Storm. Is she really African-American or is she African? She's African-American. So she was born in America or her folks were? Her her mother is an African princess and she was born in New York and her father is from America and he is African-American. Okay. All right. Because I was wondering about that. Who was your number one then? Luke Cage, of course, because he's awesome. (laughs) Luke Cage is fantastic. He's got to be one of my favorite Avengers. So does that make him more important? Yes. Because, I mean, I had a bunch of reasons, and all I heard was awesome. He's he's taken a, quite a leadership role in a group that does what's right altruistically instead of fighting for survival, which I'm not, I'm not saying that that's – uh, that that's negative or less. I'm just saying that they have 
Whereas the X-Men try to survive and they have to fight a bunch of adversaries that come up against them, the Avengers go and intervene on the behalf of the citizens and the innocent in order to do what's right. And the, the X-Men do that too, but not as much because the X-Men have more villains coming directly after them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's more important to the people they save on the streets and more important in Harlem than Storm is. A storm's from Harlem. And that proves your point how. And her and Luke Cage actually teamed up well, that's for a kinda... battle in Harlem. Who is your number two? Black Panther. What? Most important? We talk about how he's not important at all. He's not important now, but I'm looking at... I'm big picture, Andy. Don't think so small-minded. <laughs> Don't think so small-minded. <laughs> okay, all right. Enlighten me. Well, Black Panther, I put because he was—I mean, he was around before Luke Cage, uh, before some of these other African American heroes that we're gonna list. Like when he came on the scene in Fantastic Four, it was kind of a big deal. I mean, he wasn't the first African American hero. Uh, or character, but he was like the first African American hero of significance. Like Again, they put him, huh? He's not African American. Uh, what do you mean? Isn't he African? He's not African American. All right, the first African character of significance, you know, because he he was they Marvel put him in the front. They gave him a series quickly. Like he had a he had a very large role when he did appear in Fantastic Four and Avengers, um you know he was he had his own country he was a king, uh, and and that was something pretty big to say for uh you know comic books that were pretty much dominated by you know Caucasian characters. Yeah, yeah, I guess I I concede that point. Who's your num? Well, your number two is Storm, right? Yes. Number three, I think if we're going in order of importance, I'd probably say Warpath. Mm, that's good. Why? Yeah, um, he's he did so much for X Force. Uh, he was integral in in the whole Necrotia thing, and um, I remember him all the well all the way back. But I mean, I remember him back <laughs> the rise and the fall of the Shi'ar Empire, and he was doing a lot of stuff there. And I would say he's he has done a lot for the x-men team and actually you know what i didn't know what counted as a minority i didn't know if like jewish were minorities because like kitty pride's jewish right Mm-hmm. so i didn't know so's the thing oh yeah that's right that's right um yeah so i wasn't i i wasn't sure so i don't have a very good reason so i i guess i was thinking not necessarily in the 616 but people reading it too mm-hmm so, I mean, he's one Native American that you take seriously because he's one bad dude, you know? Yeah. Like, who's the other one? American Eagle or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really take him seriously. Nah. So, he's kind of like a Warpath knockoff. Yeah. So, Warpath, I mean, he he did a lot. and He's, he's kind of cool. Like, when you see him, you're like, oh, sweet. He's in this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So... All right, how about you? I went with Luke Cage. Oh, oh, coming around. All right, right on. 
as number three. That's good. Middle of the road, right in the solid, <laughs> meaty portion of the bell curve. <laughs> All right, number four. Do wait. Do you have a reason? I mean, basically, I mean, he was just again, you know, he was a character that came about in the seventies. Um, he was in, you know, they they threw Black Panther out there. He seemed to have some success, and they put Cage out there. He had some success for a little while, kind of waned there, you know, in the eighties and early nineties. Uh, but now, you know, with Bendis, he's he's come back and uh, he's been a pretty big force in the Marvel Universe the past 10 years. Yeah. Well, isn't that amazing that for 10 years, Bendis has used somebody who, like, is a minority and, you know, I don't know. I, I think a minority as in not necessarily defined by skin color, but as somebody who the majority can't relate to. And yet he's still a driving force because of one writer who took him and molded him and updated him and took the time and took the chance on him too. Like any of these that have fallen, uh, fallen from popularity, they're really taking a chance on bringing them back and sacrificing their book. Yes. He's like a main major character. Who's your number four? Spider girl. Oh, Aranya. Uh, yes, but now she's Spider Girl. But I mean, she had she had won a lot of awards in the Puerto Rican, uh, well, I mean, for Marvel, like you know, best uh, minority or Puerto Rican or Hispanic, um, superhero and things like that when she first came out. But now I think she's being taken seriously because she's being incorporated more into the six one six. And I don't know, I, I I look at her as a bunch of potential for stories that, like that could be original Spider-Man stories. And what I mean is like Spider-Man has gotten so far away from what he was in high school that it's tough to get back to any type of those stories. So I can see Spider-Girl being the book where, you know, you have the, the kind of the angst and then you develop your own core of characters and you don't have to borrow from everybody. Mm. So it should be, I'm looking forward to that. I hope Tobin has a long run on that. Good man, I'm gonna pick Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, you know Falcon. Yeah, from okay. Captain America, right? Yeah, I pick Falcon uh, again. He was another '70s, you know, African American character. They put him right beside um, Americans' golden America's golden boy, Captain America. You know, as his best friend, they shared a series together. Um, but you know, of of all the African American characters they could have put. Um, out for like kids to see, basically like on Superhero Squad, you know, they, you know, looking at how they came up with that team, you know, they picked Falcon and they put him on there, and so he has, he's had a bigger presence than you know he's probably had for the past 15 years. Um, so that's why I went with Falcon. No, I think he's good. I um, he fits in. Brew Baker writes him so well, like in that book, and he stands up and he. He will do anything. He did anything to get um, Steve Rogers back, and what matters to Steve matters to him. So, yeah, I think he's very well written. I would have to agree. I wish I thought of him. I wish he was on my list. That's okay. You had Warpath. I like Warpath. That's true. But yeah, but my number five is sucks. Oh, who is it? Sunspot. Ah. He's Afro-Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I picked him just kind of because he's somewhat in I don't know I view him as somewhat in the position to eventually lead the X Men I know he's way down the line but 
he kind of, you know, if something happens, they the New Mutants are the next team, even though right now we don't really see them as that. So, you know, I, I think that he, uh, right now, Cannonball kind of leads it, and uh, but he's he's not too far behind that. I always liked Sunspot. He always had cool powers, and I always liked his his costume, and his, he's always a hothead, but then he was leading the Hellfire Club for a little while, and I've always yeah. liked Sunspot. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that. But. Yeah, it was kind of random, yeah. but... Uh, his, his folks have a lot of money, I guess, so. Oh, obviously, so they're going to lead the Hellfire Club. <laughs> well, my last one was Blade. I think, oh, good choice, good choice. Because, I mean, all my characters were like, you know, the 70s explosion or, you know, black exploitation or, you know, whatever was happening at that time. But I think Blade... Um, you picked him because he's the minority of vampire, right? <laughs> well, I picked him because... Marvel took a chance and gave him a series of movies when they could have picked, you know, any anybody else and, and they they went with Blade, who was, you know, like a C-list character, um, you know, hadn't done anything of significance for years. And they took a chance on him and and it really went well for them. Yeah, that is quite a leap for them. Yeah. It yeah, it's almost like, you know, and they did having a Sunspot movie, you know? Yeah, that is kind of strange. You're right. I didn't think about that. So. All right. Next awesome. topic. Are we good? Yeah. Next one is the top five indie comics or properties that should have been told within the 616. Now, did you expand this to movies? I expanded this to all kinds of stuff. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. But I came up with four. Okay. So why don't, if you've got five, why don't you start off because you've got more? Um. Okay, I will – you know what? I'll, I'll narrow mine down to four. How about that? Okay. Because one of them I'm not too sure about because I don't have enough information. Um, first one I'm gonna go with uh, Mark Millar's Superior. I don't know if you read any of this, but it's a kid who gets powers suddenly because he makes a deal with a little space monkey. <laughs> and uh, actually, it's it's pretty good. And it left me on a cliffhanger this last issue, and um, I'm actually really interested. Now, I don't like Millar. Our listeners know that I'm not really a fan. Nemesis was a letdown, um, and I didn't really like Civil War all that much. Cool concept, bad execution. Um, and actually, I really didn't like Marvel Knights Spider-Man either. But this one, I'm actually intrigued, and I think that it could have fit within the 616, and I think that it probably would have gotten – I don't know if it would have been taken as seriously as it has right now, but it probably would have gotten a lot more eyes on the pages if it was in the 616. I mean, that's just what I was thinking when you said a little kid that befriends a monkey. I was like, oh, really? 616? But I guess we have Hit Monkey, right? Uh, yes, we do. Thank you, Daniel Way. <laughs> Which I heard he's taken over Astonishing X-Men. 
yeah, with two different teams of X-Men. Actually, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Way can do. And it's going to be in continuity. Yeah, what's with that? That's crazy. Whew. Too, too much. Picked... Too much, too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I picked He-Man. Oh, dude, He-Man? <laughs> He-Man? Well, I mean, He-Man is just like any other superhero we have. I mean, Thor has a hammer that makes him change from Donald Blake or whatever into Thor. He-Man has a sword that makes him change from Prince Adam into He-Man. He-Man has a cast of, of people that live on Eternia, kind of like Asgard. Um, he's got Tila, kind of like Valkyrie. He's got Man of Arms, kind of like Volstagg. You know, he's got... It's it's basically kind of like the same thing. Good night. I don't even know these people. How do you know all this? You don't know know what? Dude, I know He-Man. I don't know any other characters. I know Skeletor and She-Ra. Oh, well, see, that's what everybody that I know growing up grew up on, like He-Man and Thun- I mean, on um, Thundercats and G.I. Joe. I never grew up on those. I was straight up only He-Man all the time. Wow. I love He-Man. Me and He-Man have a bromance. Wow. I was, I got to tell you, I'm not a He-Man fan, and this is very dear and near to my heart. I had some He-Man action figures that I was playing with in the tub when I was a little kid. And you know how they had the rubber band waist? Yeah. Well, let's just say a sensitive part of my body got bit by one of them. Yeah. So uh, did away with all those toys. I was like, dude, I was like three or four. Oh, no. Ouch. I feel pain right now. (laughs) Oh. I didn't know what was going on. All I knew was my body was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I'm sorry to bring up bad memories. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never be able to face He-Man again. (laughs) I hate Dolph Lundgren. I can't. (laughs) That movie sucked. I never saw it. I never saw it. All right, bro. What's number two? Okay, number two is I'm counting down. I'm gonna go with number three. So four, oh. three, because my number one is killer. Oh. Okay, number three. I'm gonna do another comic, Kirkman and McFarlane's Haunt. Not a clue. Okay, well, it's basically what Venom, the new Venom series, is gonna be. The secret agent has this suit that comes out and there's something mystical about it, but he goes and kills people. And the suit really looks cool. You should, you should at least look at the picture of this guy and you would be like, Oh sweet. Hmm. But, um, I think that should be in 616 continuity at least because it's a cool character and, um, you can, you can really make some stories and have some lore in there that, um, should go with some other stuff. I think. Oh, sounds interesting. Yes. What did you choose? I picked the character Poison Ivy. Okay. Because I was kind of just looking at the... I've always liked Poison Ivy because she was clever, but she was kind of twisted. And I think she would fit in really well in the Marvel Universe. Because, I mean, the closest thing we have is, like, Plant Man. And he's such a loser. Whereas Poison Ivy is, like, not a loser. And I think she would really fit in... Like, Marvel doesn't have a ton of really good female villains. And I think Poison Ivy would be great to add to people like Madame Hydra and, Vi- and um, Madame Mask and uh, Mystique and Enchantress. 
Now, what who's what rogues or what gallery would she be in? I think she would kind of be like maybe one of those um, Marvel Universe slash Avengers villains. Okay. I I think she would fit in well there. I guess I can see that. So, all right, what's your next one? All right, number two, counting down again. I picked a movie, Minority Report. Ooh, good one. Yeah, I really think that the precogs with the with everybody looking ahead and then them going to arrest I think that that um you can incorporate that somehow with not necessarily just one storyline, but kind of like the cuckoos. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you told that story within six one six, um, you know, you might have to change the setting or something, but you could do like an alternate universe, like an Age of X or Age of Apocalypse, um, about that sort of utopian society instead of like everything that's like totally destroyed in the future. I think that you could do this where, where it's kind of dystopian and everything looks like good on the outside, but it doesn't, it doesn't work on the inside. I like that. That's a great idea. Well, thank you. (laughs) I'll write that down. Next for me would be Darkwing Duck. Oh, dude! I, when you said when you said Plant Man, I was like, oh, what about the Darkwing Duck villain <laughs> with Mega Duck and Mega Vault? Oh, good, yeah. good choice. How would you do that? Well, this is how I figured: if we can have a universe with people like Hit Monkey and Howard the Duck, we could have Darkwing. You know, I always loved that show. Mark never, not so much. He was a tailspin guy, but. Darkwing Duck, awesome. There was no love for both? Nah, it was an either or. He's an engineer. You know? uh, okay. Because we liked both in our family. But no, we did I... not like DuckTales. Oh, we loved DuckTales. We were on the fence for Chippendale, Rescue uh-huh. Rangers. and Oh my gosh, Chippendale. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, the Fizz of Cuckoo Cola. Do you remember that one? Where Gadget no. joined a cult. No, <laughs> it was it was quite an interesting <laughs> episode. <laughs> I always thought she was so hot. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a hot little a hot mouse. little mouse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, that's okay. I mean, Maid Marian, she's a fox. From Robin Hood. Yeah. Like from Disney's Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> fail <laughs> what are you talking about i mean she's a literally a fox but she's That's not great. hot she's great <laughs> she's she, no aerial she reminds me of miss jacqueline all right oh i'm sorry then <laughs> <laughs> all right what was your last one the tv show survivor what put, how would how would this work put 10 mutants on an island take away their powers and see what happens <laughs> Take away their powers? Oh, yeah, because otherwise you could do whatever. But, I mean, let's look at characters that so depend on their powers. You know, somebody like Jean Grey or Beast or, you know, Magneto. And see how they can survive with nothing. See, like I was – I, I have to confess I've never watched an episode. Um, so – here I am thinking when you say survivor, like you put them on an island and whoever survives, like you took, put 10 mutants on an island, whoever kills the other nine wins. I mean, that's with their powers. 
I mean, that's kind of, you know, Lord of the Flies-ish, but I guess I was thinking more so, you know, you've got 10 to 20 mutants, split them into teams, see them do challenges. Like, you know, when you're so used to flying or using telekinesis or, you know, healing powers, but in the elements, you know, you don't have all that stuff. You you can't use these things in challenges and to build a hut and to, you know, find, kill your food. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I guess it depends on who the mutants are. But I mean, somebody just like Cyclops. Cyclops loses his powers. He's a normal human, but he's a little more athletic than us, you know? <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> to have somebody like him and Wolverine and Jean on the same island, you know, competing against each other in challenges and trying to survive, but Wolverine can't heal, Cyclops can see perfectly, and Jean can't fly or read their minds. That's interesting TV right there. Wait a minute. You want this on TV or you want this in the comic book? Well, I, I could see it something as like Mojo would be filming that. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any other comic book properties. So I was I, like, I, have to I know. That. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. That's why I was like, or other properties. Because <laughs> I was like, he doesn't know anything. Any. All right. My number one. It should have been told in the 616. Can you guess it? Is it an indie? It's Old Man Logan. Oh. Absolutely. That was a trickaroo there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm picking that one to make a point. What's the deal? How come that wasn't in the 616? Oh, point it, has been made many times. It kills me. What a terrible thing. Oh, Malar, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. The, the next one, the next one might be tough too. Well, I picked Altina song. Oh, good for you. There's a good chance you won't know my songs, unfortunately. All right. The next category is top five songs that could be theme songs for Marvel characters. Okay. Let me go first. Go for it. One of the living. Because you're one of the living. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like that song. Oh, I love that one. Oh, gosh. It's so good. Okay. Is that a Thunderdome? Uh-huh. Yeah. It was the second single. Went to number 15 and got her the Grammy for Best Rock Vocal. Wow. And who has this obsession? I'm reading it from the, the card that you sent me, the cue cards. To yes, me. right. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just texted that to you. Didn't <laughs> no, but it's perfect. I picked One of the Living for Old Man Logan. Because <laughs> <laughs> the song's about like an apocalyptic future where you'd rather be dead than be living. And okay. that's Wolverine. He was like, he just can't die, you know? <laughs> I thought about Perfect that, too. I had, a song all, I had a song all picked out for that. Um, there's one, um, Sufjan Stevens does one called Arnica, where this old man is just waiting to die. And he just is like, he's, he's left it, he's spent his life, he's just waiting and he just wants to die. And at the end, he's like, accidents, you know, the future, 
uh, Devastation, Catastrophes, they're all pretty much my friend. I'm just waiting. Mm, so I, was, I, I picked that for Wolverine as well. And actually, it fits better with Old Man Logan, so I'll go with that. Is that one of the ones that you actually did pick? Um, I have it, yeah, oh. but I didn't know. I'm looking at my list right now. I picked like 10 of them. I'm oh. only, <laughs> only going to use five, but uh, that's on my list, yeah. Okay, good one. Yeah, so if anybody knows that, look up Arnica. It's A-R-N-I-K-A. So. All right, your next one. The best the best for storm <laughs> <laughs> i i think i knew that <laughs> any elaboration on that or no she's the best uh, okay okay no, think she does <laughs> no elaboration elaboration needed got it listen to the freaking song <laughs> <laughs> all right that makes sense okay hold on let me do something real quick here All right, I picked um, Stained, It's Been a While. Mm, I know that song. You do know that one? Okay, good. Yeah. And I picked it for um, Daredevil, for uh, good old Matt Murdock, because he seems to mess up everything. <laughs> yeah. And so he just, man, he tries, and but he just screws everything up, and he pushes people away, and he doesn't, he doesn't have something to live for, um, and so he's kind of counting the days since his last failure. Mm. Poor guy. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to him coming back. I picked Complicated Disaster for Professor Charles Xavier. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Because he is just a crazy hot mess. <laughs> he's just <laughs> poor guy. He's he did so good up until about 1995, and it just kind of all went downhill from there. Turns was out it, he, like, what? Was it that long ago? Well, that was the first time it was revealed that he had a crush on Jean Grey when she was just a little girl. Uh, I was like, wrote, oh, gosh, what is this? And who, then we just, Who wrote that? Uh, I think it was Lobdell. Uh, I think. Yeah. But just poor guy. It's just been one bad decision after painful regret after what were you thinking moment <laughs> uh, poor guy <laughs> all right that's good um i'm gonna go with let me look at my list here i have a lot all right rage against machine killing in the name of for magneto oh god <laughs> that's a good that's a good pick they're scary rage yeah no they're they're po political they're not scary all right so why for magneto killing in the name of because he's it's all like okay well these people oppress these people oppress if we don't have if we don't do something quickly then um we're gonna die so we need to preemptively take these people down and do a coup and stuff like that Mm. Okay. Oh, you can see that. Are you eating? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just wanted to know. I'm done know now. <laughs> <laughs> you, I wanted to know if you would share with me. I'm having a pretzel. You know... Okay, go on. Anyway. Um, Baby, I'm a star for Dazzler. 
Oh, good one. Nice. She, she is a star. She's she's like awesome. <laughs> I like I, I like her Age of X stuff better, but yeah. Now see what I'm doing with Age of X is I've got everything, but I'm I'm not reading it. I want to sit down and like read it. I want to like take you know three hours and just read it from beginning to finish. That's probably. I read it in little chunks. I'm just gonna be confused and I'm not gonna like it as much. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I might do that too. It's just not, it's not like Spider Man where I can read an epi- an issue and I know in a couple weeks I'll read another one or I just gotta I gotta have it all together. Yeah. So I'm glad that we didn't talk about that this episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because I really. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's not get. Okay. I picked orgy fiction (laughs) for um, for Legion actually because it's all about uh, like being in a coma and dreaming and everything like your reality is a dream and you don't know what's real or not. Mm Hmm. So I don't know if you're familiar with that particular tune, but that's what I picked. Where do you get these songs? Um, I I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. Like, are they um, are they singles or are they just like other tracks on albums? I don't even know. I don't listen to the radio. I I have a, I've collected music since I was in high school from different people who just gave me stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've listened to it, and most of the stuff I have, I've never listened to. And then you you hit a couple songs that are cool, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay. My last one is "What's Love Got to Do with It" for Cyclops and Jean Grey. Ooh. Because apparently didn't have very much to do with it, because he was all skanking it around with Emma Frost and doesn't please me too much but it's it's okay because it was all imaginary yeah and then as soon as gene is gone he's making out with her on her grave yeah that is not cool that is a douchebag (laughs) whoa keep it clean (laughs) (laughs) that's just not cool i don't know who this cyclops is the past the past 10 years i don't know who this guy is it's a scroll See, that's what that's what worries me sometimes, like because I've only been reading for that long. Maybe I don't know who these characters are. And you know, when they change, it's not gonna be the Cyclops I knew, but it still will be the right one, and I won't like it as much. Like, you've seen the X-Men animated series though, you know? Right? Yes. Yeah. Like that that I thought did a fairly well a fairly good depiction of Cyclops, like yeah, he's kind of got a stick up his butt, and he's he's a really good leader, but he's kind of anal about stuff. But you know, he's definitely sold out to Gene no matter what. Like I thought that was pretty well representative of who Scott Summers was. And then he gets possessed by Apocalypse, and they get out of Apocalypse, and he just turns into this character I don't know. See, that's when I started reading. Yeah, so it's Cyclops for you, but. Cyclops I knew was madly in love with Jean Grey, and even though he'd made mistakes in the past with people like Lee Forrester and then Psylocke and Madeline Pryor, like he always came back to Jean. But this thing with Emma has been for ten years, and I'm done with it. Yeah. So what can, what can you do? What can you tangent. do? Sorry, you, I got on my soapbox. You you vote with your dollar. You're right. Um, my last one, dude. I have a ton more. 
but um, uh, well, we still have three more categories. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Coldplay, scientists for Spider-Man or scientist. Do you know that one? Nope. Okay, that's the that's the Coldplay song where it's like, um, they never said it was gonna be easy, but they never told me it was gonna be this hard. Oh, I know that song. Yeah. So I thought that that was very apt. For Spider-Man, that's perfect. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Poor guy. Spider-Man and Daredevil, so tragic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and yet they deal with things so so differently. I, I think that's cool. All right, well, I will not bore you with all the rest of my picks. We can move on to the next category. Yeah, we're going long again. <laughs> I know. Is that crazy? Captain America, is that Five live action shows that should be on for Marvel six one six. Well, how many? How many, do you want to do the rest of the categories? Do you want to save some, or what do you want to do? I think we can do them, but we just don't need to have a discussion on each one. Okay, we, all right. But be fairly quick. Dab me in the eye. All right, go for it. <laughs> all right, for my five, I pick Dazzler because that could be like you know just a show about a singer, you know a lounge singer, and she's got mutant powers and whatever she does in her life. Um, okay. I would pick Punisher, because it could be just a gritty crime show, but with Marvel characters. I had Punisher. I picked Exiles, because it could be kind of like a comedy, time-traveling, like Battlestar Galactica thing. Like Quantum Leap meets Battlestar Galactica meets comedy. Like I think it could be really, really cool. So kind of like Sliders? Um, I don't know that show. So, okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I picked um, New Mutants slash X Force, and it could be, it could kind of go back and forth. Like half of the show shows them as New Mutants, and like they're learning their powers, um, and then the other half of the show kind of is like a flash forward, fast forward to them turning into X Force, and the show basically like fills in the gap between the two. Okay, that's kind of cool. I like that. And then my last one was Thunderbolts, because who wouldn't want to watch a drama, an action drama show about reformed villains? I can see all those. I think that would be good. Dazzler, I don't think I'd tune in to see Dazzler, but I can still say it's good. It kind of made because Glee's so popular. I was like, Dazzler could work. Ah, I see. Uh, Number one, first and foremost, Daredevil. I think that that would do well because I think you could get the 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 gritty like um, Law and Order CSI type thing going on, and yet you go out and you kick some butt. Oh yeah, man. Um, next, you could have Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I think that that would have some good chemistry on the um, you know, not a movie but a show, and you could you could bring in a lot of different characters, and you wouldn't have to do a whole lot of main storylines. But I think that the interaction between the two would be good. Yeah, you could even do like a Heroes for Hire. Yeah, actually, that would be good. Um, I get, I put Punisher. 
Um, I put Spider-Man. That would be tough to do. Um, but I think I think you could do it if you didn't get continuity heavy. And, you know, that might turn some fans off. But if you did more about, like, when he's in college, kind of like the animated series uh, from 96, but, like, his interaction with different characters and, and kind of focused on Peter Parker and mm-hmm. uh, how Spider-Man gets in the way, but he still has this responsibility, that sort that sort of thing. Okay. So you disagree with that? Cause you're no, like, I, I think that... That was good. I didn't put Spider-Man because of kind of like the logistics of him being his costume swinging around. Yeah, but it'd be it'd be tough. And you would have to get the CGI so that it wouldn't look hokey, which I don't yeah. know. It might cost too much. Last one, I think you could really do Wolverine. I think you could just do a Wolverine like the way the Wolverine book was, where he's just traveling, going through and doing adventures. Uh, hardly has any, and kind of goes around and writes wrongs, kind of like the Incredible Hulk did. Yeah. But um, I think you could turn that into a show, like kind of like the A Team, but with one guy. And I think you could get some pretty intricate, intricate storylines where you could make it span over the course of a season and not just uh, one episode at a time. I like that. I, I would like to see it. Yeah. Instead of a cloak and dagger, come on. Five best leaders of the X-Men. You want to start at five and count up? Yeah, we can do that. Or count down? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, hit us up. Oh, um, okay. I said um, Angel. For number five? Angel number five. Oh, you want me to do all mine? No, no. I just want to make sure we're going in the same order. Okay. All right, so you've got Angel for number five. Yeah. I've got Nightcrawler. He's dead, but okay. Well, he's only dead for so long. You know it. No, I get a dead guy on mine, too. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Number four, I would pick Cable. Mm, good one. That's a good pick. He would change the dynamic of the team, but he would be a good leader. You are totally right. I didn't even think of him. Um, I picked Beast. Yeah, I, Beast he's got leadership qualities. But he would be great. He might not make the tough decisions, though. Well, I mean, he made a pretty tough decision to stick it to Cyclops and leave. <laughs> yeah, but that was like an in, inactive decision. That was an indecision. He just said, you know what? I'm not going to decide anything anymore. Yeah, he'd need a good second in command. Mm, yeah, that's true. Like Ob- like Biden. Who's your number three, Andy? Okay, <laughs> all right. Number, <laughs> number three, Hope. Really? Yeah, because she has been – I mean, maybe not now, but soon I think that she could be because uh, everybody looks up to her or will look up to her. Um, and she's been in survival situations, and she would have to get to know everybody. But I think that tension would make for good stories. Mm, that's a that's an interesting pick. That's a wild card. Thank you. Uh, my number three is Cyclops. He is oh. a lead. Oh, oh, best leader. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think of him. Oh. So you're not picking people that have been leaders. You're picking who would be leader. Well, I guess I 
could have, but I left them out. Okay. Yeah. Number two, Cannonball. Because he's up and coming? Yeah, and I think he's doing a great job with the with the new mutants. I think that he um, – and, uh, you know, in Age of X, he's – well, you haven't read any, but in Age of X, he's kind of leading the team a little bit, and I think he's doing a good job. Yeah, I think if the writers as a whole could sit down and decide how they want to portray him, he could really grow as a character. But he, he's just all over the place based on who the writer is. That, uh, But, yeah, I think he's got great potential too. I would say so. Um, my number two would be Storm. Ah. She's led in the past. I mean, self-explanatory. Right, right. Um, my number one was Storm. Oh. Great. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think she she would do well. I think that she would do well, and she she would make the tough decisions. And aside from the claustrophobia, I think she's so like she's very confident, and she's uh, she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah, I mean, she was the leader of the X Men from like 1980 all the way to like 1995, and then she had the Extreme X Men. I mean, she led the Gold Team. She she was around when Cyclops was gone. She was in charge, and so I agree. Um, but I think the best leader uh, is Professor Charles Xavier. It started with him, and he's just—he's got really good. He's—he's he's the man. If he can—if he can internalize his own ideology and philosophy and lead the team back to what they should be, even yeah. in the midst of all the oppression and everything else that's up against them, then yes, I would agree with you. But if he keeps letting the skeletons in his closet get huh. in the way, then it's if not If the writers be. keep making up stuff that he did wrong in the past. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. God. He's yeah. like, oh, I did that? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> All right, the... The, the last or second to last category, I'm very interested in what you have to say. The five worst X-Men story arcs. Mm. This was difficult. It was it was tough. It was tough. All right, I'm going to go. My first one was X-Infernus. Oh. The whole thing with magic and pixie and ugh. Okay. I'll say um, – I'll say the uh, the '60s one where they all moved to San Francisco. Yeah, was that divided? We stand. Uh, I think it was right before, right after that. But yeah, oh. it was right around that time, and it was just dumb. It was what? a lame excuse to get them out there. I agree. Hey, we were awful. tempted to be out here and be hippies. Let's just stay. <laughs> that was, that was awful. Uh, end of Grays. When the Shi'ar kill all of the Gray family. You know what? That had great art, though. Well, if you're a big Bacallo fan, it did. It, I, it it did. I was looking at it last night. It had good art. But I liked her family. They're nice people. Okay. Um. Oh, next one. Oh, terrible. This is probably the worst one. World War Hulk X-Men. Mm. That three-issue mini? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. <laughs> There's no reason that they had to be involved at all. Hey, let me take away from my New York battle to go 
killed Professor Xavier for no reason because, you know, he was part of the Illuminati, but it didn't make sense story-wise, continuity with what was going on. It was just dumb. It was terrible. I didn't like the art. It was bad. I like the art, but the continuity was awful. Yeah. Like, where does this go? <laughs> um, Days of Future Present. And you might not be. I don't know if you're familiar with that. That was. Yeah, back, I don't think I read that one. No, in like 1990, it was the Fantastic Four and X Factor, and Ahab was in there, and it was just awful. I I I picked up the trade and I read it like maybe a third of the way through, and I was so lost, I just gave up. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say that Legacy has been pretty bad. Oh, like the whole. This is supposed to be arcs. You're picking a whole series. <laughs> I, well, I, I just – I couldn't pick a story arc for Legacy because I can't tell the difference between one and another. Well, okay. How about this? X-Men Legacy when it was about Professor X or X-Men Legacy when it's about Rogue? Oh, tough call. <laughs> okay. All right. How about this? X-Men Legacy, the first story arc where it was about Rogue. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'm with Where you. it had didn't it have like the Shi'ar coming to hunt somebody down or something? There was uh there was some bounty hunters or something. Yeah. It is awful. Yeah, not not his best work. And then they try and bring in a cast of cool characters, so that means like Magneto and a bunch of these mutants I've never heard of that you know, have had one speaking line in the X Men book. Actually that was that was better than the the other thing. Oh, I don't care for it. Okay. I want there are so many X Men on the team. I want to see what they're doing as opposed to these new people. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was I don't know if you were around at this time either, but Revolution. I don't that's, think so. That's when Claremont came back around the X Men movie time, and uh, Rogue and Gambit were the leaders, and Counter X happened with Warren Ellis writing like. A, Generation X and X Force and everybody got leather costumes. Oh, bad. Was, no, when was this? I, I I thought I thought I was reading around that. I mean, I was reading New X Men one fourteen. I thought everybody changed costumes then. This was right before this. This was a year before that. Oh uh, no, I missed it. Yeah, the movies came out, and so they brought Claremont back to try and tie stuff with the movies, but they were split on different teams. And then they put all of X-Force in black leather and gave it to Warren Ellis. And they put Generation X, they gave him all black coats and gave it to Warren Ellis. And it was just not good. Yeah, I don't really like Ellis. Um, I'm going to go with the New Age. And again, that's like seven trades. The New Age? Yeah, Uncanny X-Men, The New Age. Oh, all the all the Claremont stuff. <laughs> Whoa. I was looking through it all all my stuff last night and I was like, I don't even remember what these stories were about. All I remember is that I had to I had to, you know, trudge through them. Like it was like a lot of the Savage Land with the mutates and it was bad. It was, it was bad. I like I I compared that to the other stuff, like the X-Men stuff versus the uncanny stuff. And I was like, nah, this is, this is terrible. Can't, <laughs> I can't just pick one story arc. It's all bad. Oh, poor Well, my worst is Phoenix and Song. Ooh, that was close. That was close on my list. 
oh my gosh, she just died, and we're like, oh, it's been a year, let's resurrect her, and let's give Greg Land, let, let's let him look at some dirty magazines, and he can draw all the girls, and and it just confused more of the Phoenix saga in my brain. Yeah, and it, it was a trilogy, wasn't it? It was End Song, War Song, and... Maybe we've got the next song will be when she finally comes back. Yeah, right, I don't There's think they're no gonna... no need for it, let, let her be. Yeah, I, it kind of messed up the cuckoos, too. Yeah. And I kind of like them. All right, my worst one was Golgotha. Oh, oh, that was bad. That Wasn't it? It was Polaris? With Polaris? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, talking to that green thing. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know what was going on. I had just started reading X-Men comics, and I was like, <laughs> what is this? Uh, is this something from the past? Is, oh, it was just <laughs> terrible. It was terrible. I was like, why is it called Golgotha? What? Is it some alien? That, is it a zombie thing? Like, is it, you know, like, I, I, it was bad. It was bad. That was, that was awful. I forgot about that. So. Such high hopes for him. I, I'm surprised that, I mean, are you done? Yeah, that's my five. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't put Rise and Fall of the Shear Empire on there. I mean, it wasn't the worst, though. Like, I'm, these four was it was just hard for me to even finish. Like the, the one I didn't even finish. I just threw it away. I was like, take it back to the library. I'm not buying this one. Yeah. I, uh, um, I almost put the Draco on there. Dude, I need to go back then. I forgot about that. Yeah. The whole, how do you say his name? Azazel? Uh, I think that was Azrael, right? No. Yeah. Azazel. Oh my gosh. That totally ruined Nightcrawler. Anything by Chuck Austin is what I should have put. <laughs> See, that was yeah, that was right after Claremont's run, but oh. it was uh, Uncanny X Men. Hope was the first one, and then Holy War, and uh, she lies with angels, and I don't know. I like I didn't know any better because I had just started reading, but I actually like those more than the Claremont stuff. You like she lies with angels more than than Claremont stuff? Yeah, that was about. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, probably. I have better memories of that. Dude, Angel picks up Husk and has intercourse with her in front of her mom. What? Yeah, dude, go back. That's uh, it was awful. Mm, that sounds bad. Yeah, it was very bad. I was like, Chuck Austin was just, he just likes to stir things up. Like, I understand he doesn't like organized religion. He made that very clear in all of his writing. He he made sure that things were sexually overt. I get it. Like, stop pushing it. So I was really glad when he left. Well, as I said earlier, I don't have time to go back and read stuff anyway, so yeah. I have to only rely on my memories. <laughs> All right. How are we going to do the Tinas? Well, I believe we have five Tina Awards. Correct? Right. And we're supposed to... You said we're supposed to um, put the Tina Awards on which ones we think go with our topics. Well, yeah, like we're supposed to submit nominations from our topics for each award. Well, I mean, mine are the best anyways. Okay, all right. So... (laughs) I apologize. I have to do this on the fly. Oh, you didn't assign your Tina Awards? That is the one thing I did not get to. Okay. 
So I apologize. Okay. Okay. Uh, first teen award is Don't Leave Me This Way. Don't leave me this way. No, no. Don't tell me it's all. We've only begun. And I love me so young. You're leading me nowhere. Don't leave me this way. And I put Don't Leave Me This Way with the two X Men teams splitting up. Okay, wait, explain that a little bit. Because they're splitting up. They're leaving each other. Don't leave me this way. Don't. They're, they're splitting up because of ideology. They're not on the same page like they used to be. But do but you this... want them to split up or not want them to split up? Well, I don't know what I want. Oh, well, see, I put for that one the lamest villain, Dracula, because I don't want him left that way. I want him to become cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't explain it that well. That's okay. So out of those two, we have to decide which one's better. Well, that doesn't that's not gonna work because I'm gonna obviously vote for mine and you're gonna vote for yours. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. If you if you hey, if you go with yours, I'll do it. <laughs> this yeah, I like mine. All right, this Tino award goes to you. Don't leave me this way. All right, they're changing things <laughs> up on the team. All right. <laughs> Says second Tina Award. Stay a while. Stay a while. I put for my top five live action shows because I'm looking because I want if these shows come about, I want them to stay. Wait, which one? Which one? All of them. All five of mine. No, I was gonna pick just one. You pick your best one. Oh, see, I I've been putting I put all my Tina songs with categories. Oh. Because here's the thing: no ordinary family is on the brink of cancellation. They just canceled the Cape. Like the superhero shows are are not working. You know, yeah, they're but... not they're not sure what's gonna happen with Wonder Woman. Uh, Smallville's getting canceled in a couple weeks. You know, they're done. So that's why I put Stay a While because I want to see some good Marvel live action shows with some longevity. Okay, I was gonna put Daredevil the show, but I'm gonna change mine to be the to- the top five most important minority heroes because I would like to keep them. I don't think that there's any reason why we need to have all white people or majority people <laughs> in in the in the you know in the limelight. I think that. Um, quality stories can be written regardless of race and uh, gender. Well, see, I'm going to have to go for mine because yours don't have any danger of going anywhere. Mine do. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll go with you on that one. But if it was in the '60s <laughs> or if it was in the '60s or '70s, I would change. I would change my vote. Oh, for real? In the '70s, we'd be like, whoa. These guys won't be around for long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. All right. All right. That's two for you, jerk. All right. <laughs> Number three, total control.
total control, I put who we would cast for X-Men the first class because I obviously know who the best people are to cast. I know the characters that should be in it. I need to have control of this because I would know the best. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to split this one because that's what I put for this one, too. Oh. <laughs> because, yeah, obviously what they chose is, is poor. So yeah. we – I mean, we can do better than this. I loved getting your reaction when I was telling you people that were in the movie. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I didn't even know. I feel like such an idiot. But no, I, I'm glad I did. I'm not excited about this film. I was, I'm less excited now. And I saw the trailer. And I was like, Wah. oh, hey, I forgot one of my songs because it wasn't on my list. I will tell you this. Do you know Josh Joplin's song, Camera One? No. You know, like, um, the scene is you, Camera One closing in. Anyway, it's a great song. Yeah, I picked it from Mojo. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I saw it had written in the corner of my paper here. <laughs> He's filming the X-Men on Survivor. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. When the Heartache is Over, number four. When the heartache is over, I know I won't be missing you. Won't look over my shoulder. When the heartache is over, I put for the worst X-Men arcs, because when those are over, we're good to go. (laughs) That's what I was going to pick, too. Awesome, that means I won. No, I'm going to go with the five lamest villains. I still win. Mine's better. Your villains aren't going anywhere. (laughs) All right, (laughs) seriously, we should have thought this out more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Andy, when I play something, I play to win. I don't play for second place. Obviously, you do. Okay, all right. Number five, if this is our last time. If this is our last time, leave me with enough sunshine to carry me through the rain. the world did you get this song this is like so obscure <laughs> is it i don't know it, it is keep <laughs> all these songs that have come out in the 90s and and the 80s and then we've got this song which was on like her country album in 1974 and no one's ever heard of <laughs> i i don't know i i just picked the songs that i had no it's fine <laughs> it's just funny <laughs> <laughs> All right, if this is our last time, what is it? Uh, if this is our last time, I put for the top five lamest villains in the current 616, because if this is the last time I see them, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> oh, see, I kind of went like the X-Men splitting, our first category. Like, if this is the last time, then we need to have a good resolution. Like, this should be the last time that they split this should be the last time that we have factions and everything they need to work this out like it, it makes sense that they would have diverging um opinions and ideologies because they were backed into a corner they had to get together and they had to fight it out and now they're going to have diverging opinions but they need to work that out and i think if they did split into two groups then eventually um either one would overpower the other 
or they would come to some sort of conclusion and say, okay, if we're going to survive and repopulate, which they eventually want to do, they uh, this has to be the last time that they're splitting. I'll give you that one. Yes! Off the top of my head! <laughs> <laughs> okay, man, I think we're going to call it the night. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we're done. And man, I want to dedicate this, this episode to Mark Kirby. This... <laughs> <laughs> this went super long once again uh this is marvel 616 politics episode 28 our episode is brought to you or issue 28 i'm sorry uh is brought to you by dcbservice.com uh discount comic book service get all your books pre-order them two months in advance and get 40 percent off also get a wide variety of trades and i think uh i've looked for several trades and there isn't one that i haven't found yet so uh, go on there, give them your business. They're fantastic. Um, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, marvel616politics.com. And, of course, on Twitter, 616politics. Look us up on facebook.com slash marvel616politics. Give us a call, leave us a message, ask us a question at 616-755-TINA. <laughs> Until next time, make yours. Marvel 616 politics. <laughs>